Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. This is episode 149. I like it with salsa, a little lemon juice, a little bit of salt if it needs it, and then pepper. So do you put your slices on the toast and then the salsa, the lemon juice, the pepper? Well, no, kind of mash them all together. Okay, so you make a mash. Basically, if you're doing avocado and salsa and lime, you're basically making guacamole Guacamole. toast. I love it. But you can do it whole slices, and you can put those same things on there. Or you can just do the whole slices with a little pepper or the whole slices with pepper and a little tiny pinch of salt. You do you, right? Or, I won't say boo, because sometimes that drives me nuts. <laughs> you do you, boo. You do you. You do what but, you like. But I just seriously. thought of something, maybe like a little garlic powder, a little onion powder. Mm-hmm. If you want to bump up the flavor a little bit more, that's also good. Sometimes it we'll do that. It just depends so on what you're good. in the mood for. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power on Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods and helping you navigate this incredible plant-based journey. That's because our lives have been completely changed by plant-based goodness. We used to struggle every day with excess pounds and low energy, vascular disease, joint pain, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. And even though we're medical professionals, we still weren't getting practical answers that actually worked. So we dug into the research, we started living what we learned, and now we both have our lives back. And that's what we want for you, too. The truth is you can do this, and it's not hard. You just need a way that will bring real and lasting change. And that path, it has to be simple and enjoyable, and it's got to be delicious, too. So are you ready to live your life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place because living without limits, that's what Power on Plants is all about. So pull up your chair, grab a matcha latte, and let's get started. Hey, sister, and welcome back. Today is the second part of a two-part series that we're teaching about what do you cook on the nights or the days when you don't want to cook. Really, everybody just needs a night off every now and then. What is our go-to? What do we recommend as your go-to? What we do recommend is you start building a list of your go-to favorites. Take some ideas from the last episode. If you haven't heard it Go to it now. It is chock full of ideas to get you started, but we just barely scratched the tip of the iceberg, and we're going to scratch another part of the tip of the iceberg today, because the truth is there are a ton of different things that you can do, and when you get in community and you start talking to somebody who's gone before, and you can weekly ask them your questions, and then you're surrounded by other women who are on the same amazing journey, it becomes the thing that you look forward to. I mean, we hear that over and over again. I look forward to this every single 
single week, you know, because you get these types of ideas. But that's why we love to show up for you here as well, because we want to get you started building that go-to list of what do you do when you want to eat plant-based, but you just don't want to cook or you just don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So again, go back and listen to episode number 148, 148, the one right before this one, which is 149. And 148 is going to get you started with a bunch of ideas. Now, if you've already listened to 148 and you think, hey, I want some more ideas. Some of those were absolutely amazing. I've already tried some of them. Now I need to move to the next stage and build this. You're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to start making a list. If you have some kind of app like a notes app that you like to use, that's a great place to keep a running list of your go-to favorites for when you just don't want to cook a lot. I love having those lists. It makes life so easy. She is a list taker. (laughs) Now, if you don't have a phone, by some bizarre chance, you can use just Mm -hmm. pen and paper. That is acceptable. But you can find the paper. Well, that's the thing. You have to be able to find it and keep it organized. I'm just being real. That's why I like to keep a list on Having well, on a phone copy. or a computer is helpful, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, then you got to file it right so you know where to find it. Make it easy for yourself. This is what we're all about. This is why we give you these ideas, but not only give them, teach you how to organize them. We do that with our members inside the membership. What's our favorite app for organizing these things? How do you make it really easy to snatch and grab a recipe offline and change it to any recipe that works for you? Okay, so now you've got the idea of... If you've listened to the first episode in the series, what, where do I start? What are my go-tos? You've got the idea. Now we've reviewed to keep a list, keep it in a simple place. It's easy to find. We're just going to continue what we were doing last time, going over all these different ideas of things we love to eat that are really, really simple. And I choke about all the time, you know, the more I cook, meaning the longer we go on this journey, the less I cook. Because really, and really, it's so funny, because before when we started out doing this, and we started helping people, I en- I enjoyed cooking so much that I said, you know, I don't ever want to teach people just the quick and the simple and the easy, because it just seemed to me like, you know, if you want to invest in yourself, you're going to have to do a lot of work. Well, that's foolish. I'm just saying, hard. yeah, it's got to be hard. A lot of work. That's just foolish. It really should be easier the more that you learn. And that's what we center everything everything around now. In our own lives, we have four kids. We both work full time. And there's just no way in today's life that we're going to continue doing something that takes us forever, that won't work with our schedule. It just won't work. It's not realistic. And I would like to add something about the the less we cook. The reason is because we're finding shortcuts, ways to do the same thing, achieve the same result, but in an easier, really, I would almost say smarter way. So if you've got something that's going to (laughs) take a 40-minute process down to 10 why wouldn't you want to stick with the 10 minute process? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to add an extra half hour to it? You mm-hmm. wouldn't. So you want to work smarter, not harder. We hear it, but it's so true. And you want to find the things that bring you joy, the foods that you really still love, because we feel like we need to find all these diet foods and we still got to count calories and points and macros and keep up with all this stuff. It's hogwash. It makes absolutely no sense at all because it will not sustain you. It won't last long term. So how do we get those five foundational foods into our life that Jared and I are always talking about? How do you get these whole plant foods in a way that are actually that's actually enjoyable and that you'll continue to do for life? Jared, what's just one of your favorite things that we didn't mention in the last episode? 
Something that I really enjoy and it's extremely easy would be avocado toast. Oh, yes. And you would think, uh, oh, wait, that's a breakfast food. Nuh-uh, not in our house. <laughs> no. And who defines what breakfast is, right? We've talked about that before. We get to define what we eat for each meal. And it doesn't have to just be cereal or waffles. Avocado toast is amazing for breakfast, but it's also amazing for dinner or lunch or a snack. We love it just about every way. So what's your favorite way to make it? I like it with salsa, a little lemon juice, a little bit of salt if it needs it, and then pepper. So do you put your slices on the toast and then the salsa, the lemon juice, the pepper? Well, no, kind of mash them all together. Okay, so you make a mash. Basically, if you're doing avocado and salsa and lime, you're basically making guacamole Guacamole. toast. I love it. But you can do it whole slices. And you can put those same things on there, or you can just do the whole slices with a little pepper or the whole slices with pepper and a little tiny pinch of salt. You do you, right? Or I won't say boo, because sometimes that drives me nuts. <laughs> you do you, boo. You do you. You do what but, you like. But I just seriously. thought of something, maybe like a little garlic powder, a little onion powder. If mm-hmm. you want to bump up the flavor a little bit more, that's also good. Sometimes it we'll do that. It just depends so on what you're good. in the mood for. But a lot of times salsa has those things in it. And so you make it easier by putting all that on there. But, but like you're saying, maybe they don't want tomato on their avocado toast. So then you just put the other ingredients that would be in the salsa. Oh, there are many times mm-hmm. we just put a little bit of a lemon or lime juice and then maybe some garlic powder, mix That's that it. together. Maybe a little bit of um, uh, pepper. But I think one of the reasons avocado is so enjoyable on toast is because we're not eating buttery. and butter, Buttery. We are <laughs> eating buttery. We're not eating butter anymore. We're eating buttery. So you think about what will replace the things that I absolutely loved before. One of the things we loved was butter on any kind of bread. You can think of butter on yeah, toast. We, we really did right? love butter back in the mm-hmm. day, but we found better butter substitutes. Better butter substitutes. Better substitute. butter substitutes. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. So you find those things to replace the foods you love. And so avocado is an easy way to get that butteriness back in. And it's just so enjoyable. Make it how you like it. Make it, seriously, you can look up avocado toast and find about 100 bazillion different ways to make it. Just leave out the oil, leave out the butter, leave out the sugar, leave out a load of salt, things like that, the preservatives that are in salsas, if you're going to add salsa to it. We could go on and on, but I'm not going to. So that's one idea for you. Seriously, I mean, how long does it take to make avocado toast? You pop down the toast. It's a good whole grain bread that's healthy with no additives. Or preservatives. You pop that down. Toasting, you can Mm -hmm. pretty much get everything else done. Exactly. And you don't even have to use toast. I mean, when I say that, I want you to also think what other breads could I use? A healthy flatbread, a healthy, we have in the cookbook flour tortillas. We have gluten free flatbread. There's all kinds of different things you can use. You can use a Mary's Gone cracker. You can use different things like that as well. Have you ever done it on rice cakes? Eating it on rice cakes? Absolutely. I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'll, when I, I do remember. it like that, when I eat it like that, I'll spread the avocado, I'll mash it and spread it so it doesn't fall off my rice cake. And then I'll put like a layer of tomato, and I might even put some pickles or some, maybe a little bit of sauerkraut. We don't need a lot of sauerkraut, but every once in a while. Just a little, just to flavor mm-hmm, it. Make it like a sandwich. So then I'm building a sandwich with the spread being the avocado and the bread being the rice cake. And then there's different kinds of rice cakes. Do you want a thick round rice cake? Do you want a thin stacker square rice cake? 
Seriously, it will blow your mind. All the different ways you can just do one thing. One that I loved was the rice cakes that actually had a little bit of seaweed on it. Mm. And so it had that flavor. Oh, it was so good. Well, then you're getting your what? Well, then you're getting iodine. Iodine. Getting, That's yeah, what I was thinking. Getting nutrients from the sea vegetables. That's the main thing is getting that iodine in there, which is hard for a lot of people to get. Many of us don't get it because we don't eat white salt anymore. So that's it with that's iodine. Or greatly reduce it just because we're trying to limit the total amount of salt. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Avocado toast any way you like it or avocado rice cake or avocado wrap. Okay, next, a salad. Really, it's a no-brainer. You can buy pre-chopped salad mixes. They're already washed for you and everything. Then you can buy pre-chopped veggies. You can get any kind of veggie you want to go on that. I mean, I know at Costco, they have the pre-chopped broccoli and things like that. There's all kinds of different things you can get. The pre-grated carrots. Dump everything in a bowl and eat it. If you want to bump up the protein, if you want to feel full, we talk about how to build a better salad. We even have podcasts on that. You want to do things that are going to fill you, that stick to your ribs. So please don't eat just what people call rabbit food, like a little side salad. Fill that bowl up and put things that stick to your ribs in it, like a baked potato. Well, I'm, we're talking today about things you don't want to cook or don't take long to cook. You can have a microwaved potato done in seriously three to four minutes. I mean, it really is that easy. Yeah. And then Poke you some just holes in chop it. it up, put it on your salad. Stick it in the microwave. Let that be cooking while you assemble the other things, right. and then it's ready for you. Then you just cut it up into chunks, throw it on your salad. And then you want to have things like beans. Beans stick to your ribs. All you do is open a can and drain it. Or maybe you've thought ahead. We're going to talk about some things you can prep ahead to make it easier. One of those would be a pot of beans, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But get beans, get potatoes, sweet or savory. Get all these different things that are going to fill you and make a huge bowl of salad that you're actually going to enjoy. Um, and then get really a good dressing on there. I mean, you don't have to pull a dressing out of the door of your fridge or drive to the store and get one if you don't have it. Keep two ingredients, two staples in your pantry always. A really tasty vinegar. I like balsamic because I don't have to add any sugar to it. It's actually naturally sweet. I see people making balsamic vinaigrette and it it just kills me because they're adding a bunch of maple syrup or sugar or honey, something like that. And it's just not necessary. The balsamic is already sweet and you stir in a little mustard with it and it makes the best salad. Now, how long does it take to make balsamic vinaigrette, balsamic and mustard? Seriously, you don't even have to mix them in a bowl. You can whisk it together in a bowl. Well, that's true. You wouldn't have to. You, you can, can put, put it directly on, on your salad and, and start. Salad. Yeah, exactly. So and it's the not hard. helps it to stick. So mm -hmm. another thing you were talking about, we don't have to put on, in there is all the sugar, mm -hmm. but we also don't have to put the oil. Mm -hmm. And I think the only thing the oil would do is to help the vinegar stick to the leaves. Mm -hmm. But when you have the mustard, it does that for you. Right. And we have some other places we've talked about how to build a better salad, a stick to your rib salad, where we go more in depth on that on the podcast. But what I want to do here is just plant the ideas of what you can have. So now we have avocado toast. We have salad. What about a pink? peanut butter sandwich with either some maple syrup and banana. That's one of my favorites. Again, You're just going classic here, aren't oh you? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Actually, I love to just make a single layer of bread. I don't eat a ton of bread because I like the flavors inside. I do love bread, but I like a lot of open face too. So I'll do an open face with just toasted peanut butter, a little drizzle of maple syrup because banana is already sweet, 
and then a yeah. banana on top. Or you can just do very classic peanut butter and like an all fruit spread with just no sugar added, just the fruit. And I mean, that's how easy it can be to just get something quick and simple. Now, is it a well-balanced meal? Probably not. Should you eat that for every dinner? Absolutely not. But if you're on the go and you've eaten well the rest of the day, it's okay to enjoy a peanut butter sandwich. Well, and the, it's and okay. If you're getting a better peanut butter mm-hmm. or nut butter, because we'll right. do almond butter and there are others that you could do as well. If it's just the nut, mm-hmm. that's different than if it's one of those no stirs where they add the palm oil, yes. the ones that are high in saturated fats. Stay away from no stir. Absolutely. Also, if you're doing an all fruit spread, it should have just fruit. Exactly. So it's really, it'd be almost like eating a handful of nuts with some fruit. So it's not that bad. You wouldn't want to do it for every meal. Well, but you're if not you're... getting your greens and stuff is what I'm thinking. So, True. you know, maybe you could have a smoothie too or something like that. That's just packed full of kale. So now you're getting a little more fruit, another variety of fruit, but you're getting a lot of greens and raw greens at that packed in. So you hadn't had your salad, but now you're drinking your salad, right? And it really is tasty when you know how to put a smoothie together. So again, you know, you wouldn't want to green chunky. Jared and I also teach you about how to make an actual <laughs> smoothie because if you've ever had a run-in with a green chunky, the word it's, smoothie will make your yeah, stomach turn good. and it's not good. It's not pretty. No. <laughs> all right. All that from a PBJ. So, oh, one other what? thing too is with PBJ, mm-hmm. you don't have to just use bread. One of my favorite mm-hmm. things that I got a, and I got into a kick on it a while back was putting it on rice the rice cake. cakes too. Yep. I knew so it. I would put the, mm-hmm. the peanut butter or almond butter. Actually, it was more almond butter than peanut butter Mm -hmm. and then a little bit of that all fruit Mm -hmm. and that honestly became my dessert for a while oh my word now i'm gonna tell what i did when we went to the hotel recently one of the real quick things the kids and i were going we need a snack what can we eat and we don't want to cook anything but we had these tortillas okay so we had these tortillas they were basically like a whole grain flour tortilla or we we actually have done this with corn tortilla too organic corn tortilla take it spread some nut butter on it now when i say peanut butter sandwich you don't have to do peanut butter You can do sunflower butter if you want to do a seed butter. You can do almond butter, any kind of nut or seed butter for these sandwiches. But we spread the nut butter on that tortilla and then put a whole banana in there and wrapped it up. It was amazing. I'm talking a great go-to snack. It's quick. It's easy. And it's a good, it can make a good meal, honestly. Again, if you put the smoothie with it, it makes it even better. But kids love stuff like this where they can get their hands on it, try something new. It's a whole different spin on the peanut butter maple syrup sandwich. You're just, now you're wrapping it up, but you're wrapping the whole banana with some nut butter. Especially with kids too. They can just grab it with their whole hand. Oh yeah. They love it. I love it. I'm not going to kid you. I love it. All right. What about just a potato? Again, you can bake it if you've got the time and you've got a little, maybe there's only one or two people in your house. You know, you don't want to make, have to make a whole tray of potatoes. You can quickly wash one. And if you don't like using the microwave for some reason, you can stick it in a toaster oven, something like that to cook it. You can cook a potato very quickly or a whole batch of them quickly in an instant pot. So, so, so easy. Okay, you can also zap it in the microwave again, three to five minutes and your potatoes are done. Now, we love to eat them with a simple cashew cream sauce recipe that we have. It's very easy to do. Um, And I love that because it replaces the sour cream for me and butter. And I love creamy things. If you've been around here long enough, you know how much we love creamy things. So we'll put that on our potato. But 
a lot of times to make a well-rounded meal, we'll do the potato with, um, this is one of the easiest things, is open a can of beans and drain it like black beans and then put salsa on it. Potato with black bean and salsa with or without cashew cream, amazing. How long does that take? While the potato is cooking, either in the Instant Pot or, or possibly in the microwave, right? It's cooking. Now you've opened your can of beans, you've drained it, and you've opened up the salsa that you're going to put on there. Now, the potato beeps, it's done. Instant Pot, microwave, doesn't matter, it's done. You put it on your plate, you cut it open, you dump on the drained beans and the salsa. If you want to make a two-minute cashew cream, go for it. All of it's done in easily less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Easily. Now, I had a thought. How will someone know when that potato is ready? What's the best indication of knowing my potato is fully cooked? Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? Then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now, back to the episode. What do you think? I have hands of steel, so I take it and I'll just squeak, give it a little squeeze. And if it gives, it's done. Yes, exactly. If it's That's still hard, do. still firm, it needs a little more time. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about 20 more minutes. It may only need another minute. But once it's done, it, it kind of gives. And then you can cut it open with your fork and you're done. But what if you don't have hands of steel and you're not used to handling hot things? What do you do? Well, what I have done myself, since I don't, <laughs> you have, don't, have, the, hands I don't have the hands of steel like you do... <laughs> Um, I have other superpowers, but that is not one of them. Um, I'll get a uh, silicone oven mitt Mm -hmm. and put it on and kind of squeeze. That way, if it's super hot, it won't burn me. Perfect way to do it. That's perfect. The other thing you could do if you had a big jar opener or something like that that was silicone, you could put hold that in your hand like yeah, the little like big that. round ones and squeeze it anything like that I even you, an oven mitts what you're talking about that works that's great. what i use you yeah. could even maybe just take a fork or spoon the flat part of it and push down and see if it gives mm-hmm. it won't give you that same tactile feedback of my uh my potato squishy but it'll tell you and could you easily do the kale secret? We always give the kale secret every now and then we sprinkle it in and if you have not gotten leafy green secrets you need to get it. It's on the website, poweronplants.com. Go right now. It is free to you. A ton of different ways to get leafy greens into your life. I tell you how to take that kale, freeze it, squeeze it up in the bag, and it will turn into a powder. It just powders it and pulverizes it. Or you can put it into a something like a Nutribullet dry or into a food processor dry, pulverize it. It, it will really then turn into a fine powder. You don't even hardly know it's on there. And you can sprinkle that over your potatoes along with the salsa and the beans. And you've just bumped it up a lot of notches. Bam, there it is. <laughs> so that was for the Emerald fans. I don't know how much <laughs> I sounded like Emerald, but that is the way to do it. Okay, now what about sweet potatoes? Can you do the same thing? Could you use black beans and salsa on a sweet potato? Or could you sprinkle cinnamon on the sweet potato? Absolutely, you can yes. do that as well. Let's talk about more about beans. I love me some beans. What could you do with beans? 
you could make a bean dip. Now, this is just canned beans. Take them, open them up, drain them off. Okay, you can use some of the liquid, but if you use it all and you put them in something like the Nutribullet and you're going to blend it to make a really smooth bean dip, like my, my dad used to buy this bean dip in a can, like in a little metal can, Frito-Lay. Frito, Frito-Lay mm-hmm. brand. I remember we'd pop the top of it and dip. I don't even want to know what's in that. <laughs> I don't even want to know. But this tastes so much better than that. And I know what's in there, right? And it's all good stuff. So you put the beans in there. And then you can drop a couple of cashews. It'll make like a cashew cream in it. It makes yes. them creamy. It makes them cheesy. It's so good. I'm talking just a couple in one can. You might use four, maybe four whole cashews raw. Use the raw ones. It makes a difference. It tastes so good. And then you put chili type spices, like maybe a little cumin or a little chili powder or a little smoked paprika. It's going to take on that chili flavor. If you don't want to do any of that and you're just in a big hurry, Dump some beans, put the few cashews in there, and then put a spoon, a tablespoon or two of salsa in it. Blend it until it's well blended in your Nutribullet, okay, or in your food processor, but you'll have to let that go just a little longer. Seriously, best bean dip you'll ever put in your mouth. Pop it in the microwave or heat it in some way. You can do that over the stove. You can. I love it hot. You can eat it cold. Try it cold. See if you like it. Whole Foods has these corn tortillas we love. Now, it is super easy to make a corn tortilla, but again, we're talking about in a hurry. Whole Foods has them. They have nothing but the lime and the masa harina, which is basically the corn, okay? And they're pre-made. They're frozen. You just thaw them out. It's so easy. And we usually have a couple of bags just thawed out and ready to go. You can zap them in the microwave for a second or put them in the oven and make them crunchy. And you can use them for so many things. Once you have them crunchy, we'll break them up and use them as dip. Okay, as, as they, chips They become to our dip. chips, yes. Not as dip, as chips to dip, right? And so we'll use those to dip into our beans. But you can use bean dip in so many ways. It's amazing. You could take it, make those tortillas really crunchy, and think about Taco Bell, except you're about to put Taco Bell yes. to shame. Now you've got a crunchy round tortilla, a corn tortilla. You're going to spread that bean dip on there and put a little salsa and lettuce and avocado. Ridiculous good. Make if you want to get own tostada. Yeah, if you want to get fancy, start putting a little um like some finely minced onions on it and some taco sauce and what put a little of the cashew cream drizzle cashew to be your cream. your sour cream. It's amazing. Yes. If you didn't put that in your bean dip and you don't have to, you can put a little cashew cream yeah. drizzle over the top. Absolutely, it'll be amazing. And Not only can you make bean dip, you can use whole beans, right? And just drain them and take those and fold them up in a soft corn tortilla. Now you're making a black bean taco, okay? So you've got your black beans. Uh, Very quick black bean taco. Oh, they're so fast. And honestly, if you want to make it really, really good, I love a little slaw on that. And seriously, all it takes, if you have a food processor or a chopper of some, some form, throw in a little bit of cabbage a little bit of um, carrots, and just pulse it, pulse, pulse, pulse with the regular S blade. And it'll chop it up into like little cubes and then just squeeze some lime juice and put some salt and pepper on it. If you want to go even faster, yes, they have coleslaw already in bags for you at the store in the produce section. That's nothing but the cabbage and the carrot and just the vegetables. And all you need to do is squeeze a little lime on it and it's good to go. Put that on top of your beans on the tortilla. 
And then you can squeeze a squeeze of lime over it if you haven't done that already. You could put a little cashew cream if you want to spend two minutes making that. It's super easy. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck because, I mean, that sounds exactly what like one of our on favorite it? restaurants that oh, we, we love go it. to called Fish Out of Water mm-hmm. that we absolutely love. And that's exactly what their tacos mm-hmm. like, except you've just done it in, what, maybe five, five minutes, minutes, maybe less. Well, if you make cashew cream, it might be six minutes, maybe. Something like that. I mean, seriously, it is so easy. Yeah. And then I saw somebody had a gadget yesterday that I really want. One of our friends has those taco stands. They're like, I don't know how to explain it, like triangles, like three triangles stuck together and they dip down in the middle and you put your, you drop your tortilla in it. And so it holds it for you while you're putting it together and it makes it so easy so it doesn't flip over and fall apart. So those are really nice little gadgets if you want something to make it fun and, and even easier. But it's just not hard. I mean, think about how hard is it for me to open up a can of beans and a can of salsa and a package of tortillas and layer all those things together. And now I'm going to get fancy and I'm going to add a little pre-shredded lettuce to it, right? I mean, it's just, you can get as fancy as you want or make it as quick as you want. Literally five minutes, all right? That might take you a little bit longer the very first time you do it, but I promise you, after you do this once or twice, you're going to knock that out in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorite things to do is just eat a bowl of beans. That's what we did today. What do y'all want? Pinto beans. They wanted pinto beans. It takes about five minutes to get them or less into an instant pot. Dried beans. You can make your own. Yes, you can heat them up out of a out of a can and eat a bowl. They don't taste the same. And it's so much just it's so easy to do. Get yourself an instant pot, invest in one and get one bigger than what you think you need. Because if you have um, only a couple of people in your family, but you have an eight quart, you can freeze things in portions. So you make a big thing of beans. You don't have to buy the cans. It's way cheaper. It's going to save you a lot of money. It's going to taste better. And all you have to do is dip it out into freezable containers. Enter the portion sizes that you want and grab them whenever you want to eat them. And that helps you for those times, again, those times you don't want to cook or can't cook. That's what this is all about. I mean, that's what it's all about. So now you've got them ready and the beans are amazing. And you don't even have to put anything in them. And it's so funny because sometimes we'll put some in our dog's food. And so we just, I'll cook them without the garlic or the things that might harm them. But if I'm just making them for us, I might throw in a raw onion and some garlic into those beans. I Sometimes I cook them with salsa. Many times I pulverize a boatload of greens and put those uh, yes. in there and they cook out. And honestly, was, you don't even know that. I there. was waiting to hear if you were going to say that. If you weren't, you know I or am. if you didn't say it, I was going to remind you that, yes, we put it in there and you don't know. You just do not see it. You don't taste it. But the benefits are there. Oh, my goodness. Has it seriously almost been 30 minutes? I'm not kidding you. We could go on and on with you giving ideas. Hummus on flatbread. Spread hummus on any oh, kind of bread. That. Eat, Make a veggie wrap or a sandwich with hummus as your spread instead of mayo. How about get a raw rice wrap? They come in packages. You soak them for like, I don't know, a count of a five. seconds. Yeah, yeah, really. And then you just put raw veg in there and you can buy, again, you can buy those pre-cut. You wrap them up. You've got that sticky rice wrap. Now you have a spring roll. How long did that take? No time at all. Now, again, you can make a little sauce for it. It doesn't take much. It's super easy. It can be as simple as a little low-sodium tamari or coconut aminos with some, you can put a little bit of vinegar in it of some kind, like a rice wine vinegar. And a little dash of maple syrup if you like it sweet. You want to get fancy? Add a little garlic or garlic powder to it. What about maybe a little peanut butter? 
Uh, now that's flavor. if you want to make it creamy, you add a little of that. It gives it more of that that mm-hmm. Asian flair. And finely Vietnamese. grate a little fresh ginger in there. Oh, my goodness. And dip that. Now, all you have to do is a little bit of coconut aminos or tamari and the maple syrup. Yeah, that, Done. you can keep it simple. But if you want to add those other ingredients too, it's going to kick it up. And then you just dip. You've got a dip. You got your spring roll in minutes you're eating and you didn't cook a thing. There was well, nothing cooked. And we love that too because <laughs> everybody loves to make their own spring roll. Mm-hmm. If you've never done it, look it up. It's you take it's this fun. rice wrap, you put it in water and it just kind of magically gets clear and soft. And soft and then you put your veggies on it and then you wrap it and it's just Sticks. it's fun Sticks and everybody to loves to make their own. Mm-hmm. It makes a fun party thing. Like when people are coming over or you have kids are having friends over, they absolutely love it. Actually, our um, nieces did that recently. They had some friends over. They were supposed to go somewhere. And so they start making the spring rolls and they were having so much fun and laughing and just making memories together. They ended, not even, ended up not even going where they were headed. They, they stayed made, home. They made it a dinner party. And had a dinner party <laughs> and made spring rolls. So you can do acai bowls, very quick and easy, no cook. What about instant pot meals? We barely scratched the surface with that. Chili, soup, stews, pasta dishes right there in your instant pot. Seriously, these are dump it and forget it. Set it and forget it. If you remember Ron Papil, you know, it's really just dump it in, press the button and it cooks it for you. So learn how to use the instant pot. We've talked about that before. So you'll get some good ideas for that here. What about leftovers? If you have leftovers, use them. We're always encouraging our members. Think of the ways that you can use those things. So let's say you made some really simple veggie fajitas. You didn't stand over the stove to make them for hours. You just popped them in the oven and you learned how to do it the simple way. Now you've got a huge batch of fajita veg ready anytime you need it. How else could you use them besides on fajitas? And so you want to walk through in your mind, well, I could use those in a tofu scramble. I could use those in this casserole. I could use those and we could go on and on with this, but but we're out of time. I don't want to take so much of your time, but this is how you do things and start learning. Now I've got all these leftovers. What do I do with these things when I have extra, when I have leftovers? And you use those leftovers to make things really easy. You can make waffles, pancakes, things like that. You have leftovers of those. You pop those down in a toaster and you use them to make sandwiches. Well, and the next oh, time you word. make some, on purpose, makes make extra so that mm-hmm. you can freeze it and then you just warm it up and you have it right there. What? You can have waffles? You can eat healthy and eat waffles and, and pancakes? Really? Yes. Yes, you can. You can. Listen, I have got <laughs> the best waffle and pancake recipes in the Power on Plants cookbook. Gluten-free. I have one that's gluten-free. It's a gluten-free waffle, but you can use it also to make pancakes. Our member told me that. She said, Anita, you will not believe. I have not had pancakes with my children and grandchildren in years and years. I didn't even know I could have them anymore because every time I tried them, they were tough. They were spongy. They didn't taste good. She said, these were light and fluffy, and I actually enjoyed a plate of waffles with my grandchildren. This is a game changer for me. And that's the truth. When you start learning the way to do this, that's easy and that tastes good. Everything becomes simple. It becomes enjoyable. And before you know it, your body's healing. You actually now feel like doing all the things you want to do. And so you go out and you start living the full life you're meant to live. This is what we are all about. These two episodes have been absolutely packed with incredible ideas for what to eat when you don't even want to cook. 
These are your go-to meals when you need a night off, and we all need those. But what we want you to know is that this is the very tip of the iceberg. We've said that several times today, but it really is true. There are a ton of healthy meals that you can get onto the table lightning fast that will make you feel well and empower you to live life to the fullest. And if you want more specifics, though, if you just think, you know, I need the step-by-step. These ideas are great, but I just want the step-by-step instructions to start learning how to make tasty, healthy meals that I can get on the table in a snap, go right now and grab your copy of the Power on Plants cookbook. You can find it at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. You are going to love it. Then tag us on Instagram and let us know which recipe you're excited to try first. We can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, keep moving forward. We'll see you soon.